Hello, and welcome to Smart Supply Chain, a podcast produced by ALOM, featuring industry experts offering insight and clarity on a variety of supply chain topics. I'm your host, Jennifer Duell. As an environmentally and socially conscious global supply chain services provider, ALOM offers Six Sigma quality, technology leadership, flexibility, and true customer focus. ALOM delivers its clients' products flawlessly, enriching the end user experience and upholding their brand reputations. Our guest expert today is Eunice Lobo, Director of Operations at ALOM. Thank you for being here with me today, Eunice. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for having me over. We're going to be chatting about the balanced scorecard, which is your favorite strategy for achieving operational excellence across the supply chain. Eunice, can you tell our listeners what a balanced scorecard is and why it's important in supply chain performance? So a balanced scorecard is a strategic map that we could use to clearly have on a one pager everything that helps our operations or companies to be more efficient. And I'm very passionate about the topic. I've used it in the past in many functions that I've had. And I find that it really helps us convey all the different aspects of driving or uh, making a company successful because we can talk about what our vision is and it all starts with the vision. It all starts where do we want to be as a company, as a unit, as operations. It can apply to many different industries and it can apply to many different areas of the business, but it starts with the foundation of what is our purpose? What are we here for as a company or as a business unit? It gives people kind of like a compass, right? Where are we going? Where are we heading? And how do we monitor where we're heading towards? So it, it sounds like a balanced scorecard. It's an objective and it talks about your measurements of success and also plots specific strategies or a specific milestones along the journey. Is that right? That is absolutely right. And it has four fantastic vectors. If we see this as a pyramid, the base of the pyramid talks about the organizational capacity or the integrated talent management. How do we want to develop our people and what areas do we need to work on so that we can have the right talent sitting at the right places? And how do we improve their knowledge and their skills? We define what do we want to accomplish and then we put KPIs and then we set up targets and then all our projects and everything that we do through the year, it's focused on that specific strategic priority that we had for the integrated talent management process. The second vector is all the internal processes we have. So it is all our procedures, all our different continuous improvement initiatives. You're always thinking through your talent, how to get better, how to improve your procedures. Then you define also through your internal processes, what are the KPIs that you want to define for your processes? What are those targets? Do you want to have 25% reduction of cost? Do you want to have 10, 15% improvement on productivity? So you do that through your talent, but setting those strategic goals and objectives. 
So the third vector is about customers and customer satisfaction, correct? Yes, correct. You are going to be able to put yourself as a company, as an organization to improve your customer experience because you have the right people, you have the right processes, your execution, it's flawless. And then you have KPIs monitoring that execution that give you the right information to take decisions timely so that you can straighten your processes and procedures. And then you're going to satisfy your customers. You're going to be happy with your performance because you're clearly monitoring that. And then where do we go from customer satisfaction? Tell me about the top of the pyramid. The top of the pyramid, it's about the financial impact. And as we know, as a company, we want to increase revenue, we want to increase profitability, and we want to decrease cost. You need to have that base of the pyramid, which is the integrated talent management train enough and develop strategically to be able to support that top financial aspect of the pyramid. If you have the right people, therefore you have the processes working towards making our customers happy. And therefore that is going to be bringing the revenue that we need as a company and the profit that we want to increase. And we're going to be always constantly working toward decreasing that operating cost through that continuous improvement process that happens in our internal processes. All these factors, in order for them to be interconnected, you need to establish those strategic priorities. What is your strategic map? And then the other part of it is it's a balanced scorecard. It has a score. So you define your KPIs that are aligned to those strategic objectives, and then you set targets for those. And then all your projects are going to be aligned to those priorities, those targets, and those KPIs. So you can monitor the health of your process, of the health of your organization, or the health of the system. The pyramid is it's building on talent, and then process, and then customer satisfaction, and then reaping the financial reward. Don't a lot of companies think about what they want to achieve from a financial standpoint, and then try to build down from that? Yes, they do. And I think that potentially could be one of the pitfalls because you need to define rather than your financial objective, what is your strategic map? What is your vision? What is your purpose? And once you define that, then you need to understand or you need to build upon what is the right talent that I need that is going to help me achieve that vision and therefore is going to give me the results that I want. Of course, we want as a company to define what is our net profit wanted to be or what our operating costs should be and what our revenue should be. Those things definitely need to be out there. But if you do not think about this from the bottom, from a talent perspective, and then your processes and then your customer then you could find yourself that you're trying to build without the right structures in place. And therefore, it's going to be harder to obtain those results. If you're an organization, a supply chain organization, and you have issues with quality, or you have issues with process overall, how do you make that process better? Or how do you improve the quality Should the question or should the journey to improving quality 
always start with talent? It should always start with talent. So the way that I try to train my organization or to talk to my organization is in, in our supply chain environment, we work through people. And the people are the ones moving the boxes, putting the product together, making sure that our lines are efficient. So we need to make sure that we're investing the right time in observing how are people interacting? How are people working? Are we having too many mistakes? Is that an indicator that is telling us that we might not have the people train as they're supposed to be trained in our processes. If you don't invest the right time training, it could be very catastrophic for the organization because then your processes are going to start manifesting those symptoms and then you're creating customer issues. And then finally, that hits the financials. Eunice, can you give me like a, a very simple example of this? Let's say that I want to make a cake. So that would be kind of like an organizational goal, right? I want to make a cake. Is that an appropriate goal to start with and to apply the balanced scorecard? If you want to bake a cake, the first thing you need to think about is the person are your bakers in this bakery. But before that, you need to understand what is your purpose as a company. Let's say you are a baking company and you want to bake cakes that are gluten-free. So you're defining that your purpose and your scope is different than any other bakery. And then you need to define what is your vision, right? Improve the health of people by providing solutions in regards of what they eat that is good for their health. And then you establish what are your priorities? Who are you going to source from? What is your customer experience going to be like? What is your brand awareness? And you're going to think about what strategic results you want. And after you define the vision, the purpose, the strategic priorities, and the strategic results that you want, then you define what type of talent you need. And then you need to know if the talent that you're bringing into this particular bakery is this talent appropriate to what we want to accomplish as a company. Are the people that we have the right ones or do we need to invest in their career and train them so that they can help us support new areas of the business? Talent management, I think, is one of the most beautiful things to do, but one of the most complex things to do because human beings are um, different from each other. Everyone has a different skill set. Everybody has a different knowledge and you're trying to integrate all of those in your company to promote the processes and the good customer experience you want. Balanced scorecards versus regular scorecards, basic scorecards. With a scorecard, you are measuring any number of things or any kind of KPIs in place, or you're evaluating any part of an organization, but you're not evaluating it through that greater lens of vision and strategy. Is that right? That is right. What we don't measure, we can't control. And what we cannot control, we cannot administer. Having that north, it's critical so that we can put controls in our processes and then we can execute with excellence and understand when exactly things are deviating from that 
map that we created at the beginning of the year. And then we established multiple checkpoints throughout the year in order to understand if we are heading towards that north. Where do you think people fail when they're pursuing operational excellence? I think that not establishing that strategic approach, not defining where do we want to go. Because if you do not define and it's not clear to all your organization where you're going, then everything seems to be good and everything seems to be applicable. And we will get move from one direction to another very easily. But if you have your strategic priorities very well defined and your purpose, then everything is aligned into that, this, this single process. And again, balance the scorecard is, is another tool out there, but it to me is the one that really encompasses everything that we do as a company. Talk with me a little bit about technology and the role that technology plays in the balance scorecard. Technology, especially big data, play an important key role in regards of understanding or defining what are those strategic priorities. For example, if a company has faced many quality issues in the last year, people can extract all that data and Pareto that information. And when you're thinking about what kind of talent you have and why are we having so many issues, then you need to start thinking, do I need to improve the knowledge and the skills of my people? And you're taking that decision based out of data. You are then defining what processes, therefore, I need to look into. There's so many statistical tools that we can use in order to Pareto what our main processes or what should we focus our efforts based on those areas where we had issues. So definitely technology makes it a lot easier, but not necessarily you need to have a lot of technology to implement a balanced scorecard. Technology becomes a support to defining those strategic priorities, but it doesn't gate the fact that you can build a balanced scorecard without the use of technology. On a daily basis, how frequently are you thinking about the balanced scorecard or how frequently are you referencing it? Or is it something where once you have your balanced scorecard, it is something in your memory or something that is in your DNA, it's baked into you where you're it's muscle memory. You are constantly thinking of the balanced scorecard. I think it's both because the vision, ha they have to be part of your DNA. Your purpose has to be part of your DNA. Your strategic priorities are part of what we do. But then you have the KPIs and the KPIs are more into daily so definitely there are some aspects of it that are part of your DNA that are embedded within you, but some aspects you have to be referencing to those daily. So if we were to move into a conversation about an autonomous supply chain or a manufacturing operation that is very much automated, some along the lines of perhaps an automotive does the balance scorecard work when that bottom layer of the pyramid is machine oriented? Well, it, it does. Your type of um, labor changes. Now you're going to have probably more engineering support 
to make sure that your equipment is working fine. And then you have uh, different type of technicians. So do you need to still understand what talent you have and create the right structure for that talent to be developed. And then you still need to assess your processes and you can have machine FMEAs. You can have other tools that are helping you understand where are those different failure points that you will have in your equipment, for example. And you need people analyzing that information. And then you also will use data again and computers and any other um, type of statistical analysis and tools in order to be able to define what is that area in which you need to improve so that you can meet the customer satisfaction deadlines and therefore, again, the financials. So it really doesn't matter. It's Gnostic if it is heavy on the human resources or not so balanced scorecard is as applicable to any organization as you would think. So all organizations are relying on their talent for different things, even if they are very much autonomous, have an autonomous supply chain. When you're thinking about organizations who aren't meeting their objectives and they identify that the problem is not with their people, but with their process, you're actually saying, okay, go back to your people and you upskill them, you give them more education, more development, or do you go back to your people and, and ask them why the process isn't working? You want to understand what is it that is creating the issues around the processes. So you need to use tools like the five whys or model-based problem solving. And then the question is, are your people trained on that? The other question is, if they are trained, do they have the right tools to analyze the data and to cut the data as we desire so that we can understand where is the root cause of this problems? And you need to go back to your team and understand what is it limiting your ability to solve this issue. And then as you have this conversations with your team, then you're going to be able to understand, okay, they're not trained, we need to train, or they don't have the right tools, we need to figure out how to provide them the right tools so that they can fix the issues that we have. Or are we missing a critical role or a critical talent to get things done? So you need to always go back and do a lot of direct observation of your processes to really understand what is that is affecting this process. Is it my people? Is it the process itself? Is it that they have lack of talent? Or is it that I don't have the right talent in place so that we can fix issues. So it's just a lot of, again, root cause analysis throughout what we do in order to really understand how can we improve. Right now, we are still in the pandemic and multiple waves of the pandemic. People are barely hanging on professionally and personally, it seems like sometimes. Obviously, supply chain has been a big topic throughout the pandemic. Do you feel that a larger focus on having this balanced scorecard could address some of these supply chain issues? Or do you think that they are unrelated? So basically what I will say is what balances scorecard helps through times like the pandemic is so that we don't lose our north. Because as we go through the different phases and the different issues, so we have people that have been on and off because they got ill, and then we had 
issues in which we're dealing with large volumes or spikes in volumes? And then do you have the right amount of headcount? All of those different variables might push you to lose your north. And what balances scorecard does is if you define your north, what this methodology does is it will route you, it will guide you back to what you want to accomplish, what you want to do, what are those objectives that you always want to target. So it brings you back to your center. It brings you back to that balance that we need to have in regards to the multiple issues that we are facing through. And again, having a strategic map that is going to help you navigate through the year and it's going to help you be successful at the end of the year. In the establishing of the true north and of the vision, does the service provider like ALOM need to work with its own customers to create two sets of true north, what their true north is, and then our true north is actually meeting our customers' expectations or exceeding them? For example, let's say one of our customers is from the medical industry. So their objective is to provide better quality of life or solutions for an illness. So they have those clear objectives. Our objective is to make sure their customers get the product they need when they need it. So we are supporting their objective from a different perspective. So they're supporting their customers by identifying what is their purpose to supply that solution. So they are correlated, but they're not the same. Eunice, you are so smart, so passionate and so smart and such a fun interview. Will you come back and talk to me again for the podcast? Yes. And I think that we, you gave me an amazing idea. I think we need to talk about problem solving. Thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Supply Chain. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information or to contact ALOM, go to alom.com. That's A-L-O-M.com.